the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I am just so privileged, so honored to be on this show today with you. You know, every single week when I come here, I just think about how humbled I am to be here, and that I just want the message to be so clear of why we are here, why we are here going through the motions of life, and what is the purpose, what's the reason for us to wake up every morning, and at the end of the day, did we, were we successful in accomplishing the goals that we set for ourselves, but also the biggest goal of all. So recently, I had my first lunch with Susie, and it was wonderful. I have to tell you, I think I walked away with a whole lot more than anyone else in the room, but I really, my heart was, is that that everybody that participated was going to um, leave with more than what they came with, and that the expectations were met, because that's what's important, is understanding expectations and hopefully doing our part to meet those expectations. And uh, I went around the room, I asked people their, their names and what they expected from the day, and just because, you know, communication, we have to ask the question, and we have to understand uh, where people are in order to fulfill whatever it is we're supposed to fulfill. If we are supposed to do something, how are we going to know if we don't ask the question? So if you don't know, ask. That's one lesson right there. So uh, one of the guests that came uh, that I had not met in person, but that had emailed me before, uh, was a young lady named Laura Yang. And I'm going to give you a little bio because she's here with me today. And I'm, I'm very excited to get into this show with her today. Um, she's a regular Christian, just like you, just like me. She's married with children, works as a substitute teacher and serves in various Christian ministries. Although Laura grew up in a Christian home, she did not claim Christ as her Lord and Savior until her mid-30s. God has since given her a passion for Christ, the gospel message, and reaching the unsaved. Laura uses the suggestions in her book, Everyday Evangelism, practical tips to use today to share her faith as part of her everyday lifestyle. And God has given her the desire to help other Christians do the same. Laura, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Sue. And I'm so excited for you to be here. And I just wanted to say something. You said you thought that maybe you got the most out of your luncheon, but I spoke to a number of people after your luncheon, and they were just so thrilled (laughs) and excited to be there. And so... Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. And before we get into, you know, the goals of today is I just want to understand how did this happen that you're sitting across from me right now? Because I like to know how God works. Okay, Sue. And the way that I've gotten this blessing to be with you here on the radio today, and it's just amazing when you look back and you see how God works. But after I'd written the book, I was able to uh, be a guest on another show and talk about um, evangelism. And 
Then God showed me that this message needs to get out there more. It needs to be duplicated. Not enough people will, you know, look at a book. And I was driving home from Sacramento, um, where my folks live, and I listened to KKLA for the very first time. And guess what? It was you on the radio. And I was intrigued. And then the very next radio station, it was you as well. And just learning about how you got into radio and even... And then at that point, I got home and I sent you an an email about, will you be my mentor? Because I was I was all about that because I really felt felt like God was leading me towards radio and and then somehow I managed to come to your luncheon and here we are. That's amazing because that day a little background that you don't know is that I went into my show and I did my I don't even know what I spoke about that week um, and then I was leaving and Gina she's a friend of mine and Frank Pastore her her husband. Uh, was my mentor. He's the one that taught me how to do radio because I was an advertiser, but I didn't know how to do radio before that. So I'd come in every week and Frank would, you know, curtail me and and tell me, you know, no, that was good, but, you know, you got to do this. And so uh, we're sitting out there and and she goes, how are you doing? I said, you know, Gina, I really want you on my show. And she goes, I want to be on your show, but guess what? My guest just canceled on me and we're going on in like five minutes. She goes, do you think maybe you could stay? Because I know you're leaving. Do you think maybe you could stay? And I said, what are we going to talk about? And she goes, we'll figure it out. So she actually put me on the spot quite a bit on subject matters that I really was not as comfortable talking about. But it was, you know, I have control when I'm leading the show here. But when somebody else is asking you questions, it's like, oh, what do I do with that question? Okay. And so it put me in a different place. And it was really kind of deeper than sometimes I'm comfortable going. And so um, you listening to those two shows was pretty interesting that that caused you to want to like do more. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing that I really um, gravitated towards you at first is that you're just a real person. I mean, even that you'd mentioned that you were divorced, and that's really never what you had in mind for yourself, you know, once you were retired. And I just really like somebody who's real. Yeah, well, that's something I think people would admit that I would that I'm real. In fact, in the lunch thing, that was the that common word that went around the room was she's real. And so I don't know any other way. And I just I know that as I've gone through my trials and tribulations, been in Bible studies, you know, asking God, you know, what, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And trying to learn from other people so I don't have to go through all those school of hard knocks on my own. Um, what I realize is that the people that I really felt the most intimate with or I felt the closest with were the people that would be real with me and and really express and explain where they were not put on this mask we tend to do I I did it for a long time you know it's showtime folks you know go to church and put on a smile Uh, but you know I really wasn't feeling that smile down deep I was hurting and I know so many people that go to church or just go to work and there's so much pain and depression and just feeling unworthy that uh, those people that shared their realness with me were the ones that helped me with my healing and helped me understand that I'm not alone in whatever I'm going through I'm not alone and I just really want listeners I want you to know that you're not alone either that there's people there for you. And all you have to do is just look around or ask God, and God will reveal the people that are safe that you can talk to and um, get, you know, get comfort, get, get advice, Christian advice. I just want to make a comment on that is, uh, you know, I live in South Orange County, and it's all about your kids. And, oh, my kid can speak five languages, and they've been accepted to Harvard. And, 
And I love to be in my Christian groups, like Moms in Prayer, where we're praying because we're praying about things like my husband, my son's been diagnosed with ADD, and he got an F, and he's failing out of high school right now. And you know the people who speak five languages and are going to Harvard have all kinds of things that are wrong, too. But there's this pretense when you don't know the Lord and that suffering is a part of everyday life that we have to put, uh, you know, we have to put on some sort of a front, but you know, largely speaking in the Christian community, you don't. You need to, you know, just, you know, you ask for prayer and uh, and you're and you're real. I love it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into, you know, the purpose of why you're on this show today because okay. you have a message and you have a purpose. And I talk about purpose all the time that we need to understand our purpose. So, um are all Christians called to share their faith? Well, it's definitely the case that some people have more of a gift of uh, evangel of evangelism. Of course, you think of someone like Greg Laurie or Billy Graham. However, Jesus' final commandment before he ascended to heaven was what is known as the Great Commission, Matthew twenty eight nineteen and twenty, and he says, "Go out into the world and make disciples of all nations." Now, that is not that we should all go be missionaries. I mean, God bless the people who are missionaries, but it means as you go out into your own world, as you go to work, as you go to school, as you go to watch your children play soccer, be aware of the people that God is putting in your path and the opportunities that you have to share Jesus. That's very good. Why is evangelism so scary? So many people are so afraid to talk about the Lord. Well, largely it's scary because Satan puts that fear in us. He uh, just wants, number one, Satan doesn't want us to share the gospel or the good news with people. And then when we don't share, he likes to cloud us with guilt. And then that breaks us down from even uh, sharing much at all. But, you know, it's interesting. I'm studying the book of John right now. And first of all, the end of the Great Commission, Jesus says, and surely I am with you to the end of the age. So Jesus gives us his Holy Spirit. So we have boldness to step out of our comfort zone. And he will reward. There's nothing like the feeling when you help somebody either come to know Christ or take a step closer in their walk with Christ. And I just want to say, there's that story of the women at at the well, we've probably all heard it about a hundred times, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some have. Okay. I'm sure there's listeners that haven't, so why don't you share it a okay. little bit? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but here's a gal that's been ostracized by her community. She's married or lived with five men. Now she's living with another. Women are not important at all in that society anyway. She comes at noon to the well. She can't go in the cooler times of the days because she'll be made fun of. And here she recognizes that Jesus is the Christ. She runs back to the same community that's ostracized her and says, it's the Christ. It's the Christ. And they all run, and ultimately that town all gets saved. So so we need to expect God to show up rather than expecting uh, something bad to happen, because obviously God sent a son so that uh, no one would perish. So again, just expect God to show up, and don't, don't be afraid. I, I love the word bold. Uh, I think I am pretty bold. Uh, I speak up for myself, and I speak up for others when needed. Uh, but I think that there are some people out there that might be a little too bold or not think about consideration or timing. So I think that when we have this knowledge, I always tell people, put love before judgment and always understand that you're loving the person. You always have to love the person. You might hate the sin, but you're going to love the person. And sometimes that's not easy to do. And it's sometimes not hard. I mean, it's difficult to separate the two because it's one person. But you have to understand that, that Jesus loves the person. He just hates the sin. 
Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, and, and, you know, my God is a heavenly father, and he loves, he's a lover, but he also has rules. Yes. And life is better when we abide by those rules. Well, the subtitle on my book is Show Them We Are Christians By Our Love. Have you ever heard that song? And they'll know we are Christians by our love. And I was visiting yes. a church in Palm Springs, and they showed a YouTube video of some people standing in a corner just saying, uh, what do you think of Jesus? And they're like, well, he was um, very kind. He helped people. He was in the Bible. And then they asked, uh, they stood in the corner and asked, what do you think of Christians? And the answers were things like, oh, they're so judgmental, yes. and they're totally mm-hmm. hypocritical. And it's like, what's the disconnect here? Right. And one thing that I learned while I was writing this book is that in Psalms, the only thing that it says about evangelism is uh, sing, uh, sing praises to him, sing praises to him, tell others what he has done. So the only thing we need to do with people is talk about how awesome Jesus is, what he's done for us, and what he could do. We're, I mean, think about it. If you want to debate with someone, when you're in a debate, Are you actually listening to what the other person says, or are you thinking about how you're going to formulate your response to what they say? That's very good. That's really good, and that's so true. Yes. And and the saying of, you know, seek to understand more than to be understood, that's really helpful when you're in a conversation with somebody. Uh, you're listening to the Sue Free Show, and thank you, San Diegans, for listening. Thank you, KDAR, The Word, for listening. Thank you all up and down the coast. I am so thankful. And we are live right now on uh, Facebook Live, which I've only done this two times before, and so I would call out people like Diana. But thank you so much for uh, listening, and Steve Zener was listening for a while. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I just appreciate that. And I just, um, if you are in San Diego on uh, May 4th, I'm having a dinner with Susie. It's my first time doing a dinner, and I really would love to have you join us. And it's going to be at 6.15. We are going to meet at Elijah's. It's a restaurant. Never been there before, but I heard it's really yummy. And so uh, we're going to meet there. It's a two-hour dinner, and we get to be, you know, we get to connect on a better level, you know, a more intimate level. And I'm very excited about that. It's You know, it's just really going to be fun. So I'm very excited about it. So I hope you can join us if you're in San Diego. It is the Swing Diego weekend, and I did that on purpose because I'm already going to be there for a dance event. So I'm just kind of, you know, making the most of every moment. That's what I do. And, um, you know, it's a good thing. So, uh, you know, can you tell us what are some simple tips in your book that we can use as soon as this program is over? You know what? One that I want to mention since we were just talking about show them we are Christians by our love, and I hear this a fair amount. I even heard this one on Pastor's Perspective when I was driving home from your lunch the other day. Facebook. Do not use Facebook as a platform for religion and politics because all you're doing is creating a wider chasm. Mm-hmm. Instead, do things like uh, you know type prayers or or uh, type Bible verses to people or let people know you're praying for them or share your testimony or share that you're suffering, but don't be too negative. Just share like how you're <laughs> getting through your suffering. I mean, if somebody posts something that really upsets you, why not pick the phone up and call them and talk to them and say, hey, you know what did that comment mean? Ask Asking questions is also another really um, good way to go. I mean, sometimes it's hard to talk to people about Jesus, but if you say, hey, what do you think of Jesus anyway? People love to give you their opinion. And so you can just listen and maybe at least you'll know where they're coming from. And it gives you an idea of, you know, when you have a relationship with that person. One question I always ask is, what happens when you die? What, what is your belief on what happens when you die? Because that just opens up so much to me, you know, and so, what happens when you die? You know? Yes. Yeah. That is an awesome question. Yeah, I think so too. It's an because awesome question. I'm always thinking about the end goal. You know, I want to know what, you know, the end goal. And then I'm going to work towards that goal all the way through. So for my life, 
what's going to happen at the end goal. I have to work backwards from there. So I'm a goal-oriented person. Not everybody is, but I am. So um, I think that's a good question to ask. It is, and actually, I mean, obviously... Well, the bottom line, and I've heard my pastor say this, but some people become Christians, and I think I may have initially, too, because I didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> and yeah. that's a major factor for people. You right. know, it takes a while to realize that eternal life actually begin, be, begins when you become saved, and your life is so much better than it would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, And that doesn't mean it's rosy. It doesn't mean that at all, does it? You know, some people say, oh, I'm going to become a Christian so I can have a, an easy life. It's not that way at all. No, and one of my favorite verses in the Bible is uh, John sixteen thirty three, and and Jesus says, "In this world you will have trouble, mm-hmm. but take heart, I have overcome the world." So we can, we can go through the suffering and the difficulty, and number one, know that at at some point it's going to be totally perfect, but also know that God went through that suffering and He'll get us through it too. On the Sue Freeze site, and I haven't even mentioned this, this show yet, uh, SueFreeze.com. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. When you go there, there is a place where you can download the IMs, and the IMs are messages from Christ, from God, who in the Bible, he's telling us who we are. We're a child of God. We are victorious. And so even though the house isn't, I mean, our lives are not rosy because we are a believer, it does give us the strength and this empowerment to understand that we are victorious, that the battle's already won. And so if you want to, you can go there, you can download the IMs, and this will help you get through uh, life, It'll, you know, day to day, actually. And what I suggest is that you read them. There's three pages of them, but you read them every day. And if you do that for 30 days, I guarantee you your belief system and your life will change. You know, your brain, your mind, you, don't, you know, you'll be... Um, empowered by the renewing of your mind and so i'm excited if you do that i hope you do there's a lot more there There, there's eight years of podcasts there so you can go there you can download radio shows subject matters anything that you're uh thinking about there's probably something like loss grievance death uh you know fierce conversations discernment the power of our words i I can go on and on affirmations there's so much there uh so i hope you um go there and check it out so Tell me about the subtitle on your book. Show them we are Christians by our love. You already talked about that a little bit. Uh, Psalm 105, did you mention that already? You did. Okay, so do you want me to give you a few more tips? I love your tips of okay. your book. I, I've thumbed through. I haven't read it from cover to cover. I, I'm just telling you. Yeah. I'm real. Uh, so, but, I appreciate that. <laughs> but I have. I've gone to where you put these little marks on here for me. And thank you for giving me this book. That's very sweet. What a nice gift. Uh, and I like the book a lot. And it, it really wanted, I wanted to get you on the show because I wanted to hear more about this. So um, you put a little marker on my book. And super simple tips. Here's some of them. And I'm going to read them. Is that okay? No, it's fine. Let others see you reading your Bible. Ooh, that's so good. You don't have to say a word. Just read your Bible and they'll say, what are you reading? Or, you know, what's that all about? Use the phrase, good Lord willing. I don't use that enough. And I need to use that more. Um, I say God willing more than I say good Lord willing. But I think God I, willing, is, God fine willing too. is fine too. Yeah. Um, put a Bible verse on your bumper. I don't do that. I don't like to have stuff on my bumper. But that's okay. Um, I do have a cross. I have a fish. And, and that's good. Do you want to hear a funny story? Sure. Well, the other day I almost ran over a little old couple uh, in the parking lot because I was leaving the grocery store and they didn't see my red taillights and they were standing there reading the Bible verse. And oh, I no. love that. And one of my favorite verses is... So I, I hit this couple in the parking lot <laughs> who was reading a Bible verse. 
Oh my word, that would be not good. I know, okay, I know. Yes. But the, the thing is, one of the awesome verses that God showed me in writing this book is Isaiah fifty five eleven, which basically means His word does not return void. So anytime you share something scriptural. You don't need to second guess yourself. I mean, his verse, his word will be used for what he intends yeah. to have it accomplished for. So that's why you drive around so much. Right. You know? Right. That's why I like having it on there. But I guess yes. I have to be a better driver then too. Huh? I know. I think about that just having the fish on there. I was thinking that when I said that. I was thinking, oh, I've got that fish on there. I've got to drive within the speed limit. So my, I, I didn't uh, exceed the speed of my angels because they abide by the rules. Think about that, drivers. Um, okay. Where your witness. I love that one. Where your witness. I, that's really good. Display like if you've God's ever been in vacation Bible school and you get uh-huh. a, you know, teaching that, you get a t-shirt of a girlfriend who works at a school and she wears that shirt and the kids will talk to her about it. Right, right, right. Yeah, or if you're good. wearing jewelry and a cross, rather than say, oh yeah, I got this in Italy, say, oh, it reminds me of the most important day of my life when I became a Christian. There you go. Yes. Tune in to Christian radio. There you go. I like that one. Well, and I never did, but you know what? The more that you're hearing the word, Mm -hmm. the more that it's in your heart, the more you're ready to share it with other people. It's huge. It's huge. And and then the last one is to sign off. That means when you're going to sleep at night, sign off with scripture. It means when you send an email, have a Bible verse at the end of the email. Okay, I was thinking sleep. You're thinking email. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So another way to get that verse out there, and you can just uh, set that up so it automatically goes out. Um, yeah, there's another one I wanted I have to mine. share. It's not a scripture. It just says be a blessing. Oh, it's not really a scripture. Uh-huh. But I do like to stick even like when I send a birthday card or any, you know, sympathy card or anytime anymore. I mean, my words are good, but his words are will better. be used for his purpose. <laughs> so I yes. try to always stick a Bible verse. Yeah. Yeah. Our envelopes for Ecola say in God we trust. I love that. I've lost customers over that. Yes. And I in have. fact, that is where I got that tip is. I have a family at church, amazing family, and she always had at the bottom of her emails, in God we trust. And I loved that. Yeah. And then I just kind of modified that with a Bible verse. Right. But okay. I see, but see, yeah. and that's persecution. And persecution will come, but you didn't do that to make them mad. You did no. that, you know, to sing God's praises and because you do have compassion on where people's souls are going yes, to end up. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I do care about that. So why is being a good Christian not enough? Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. See, now, that mm-hmm. is one of my pet peeves. I've hosted enough Bible studies and led enough Bible studies where there's always people that are, well, I'm just going to live my life the best way I can, and, you know, others will notice. Well, first of all, there's a lot of my friends that are not saved that actually do a whole lot more and are a whole lot more positive, frankly, than some of my Christian friends. I mean, not a lot, but it's not like I ask them why they're that way. They're just that way. Right. Um, so it's being a passive Christian when you do that. You know, yeah. love is an action word. And actually, the final thing that I included in my book was this quote by Pendulette, who is a magician in the team of Penn and Teller there in Vegas. And just consider this comment. He's a staunch atheist. How much do you have to hate someone to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? If I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe it, there's a certain point where I would tackle you. And this is way more important. So that should give us all confidence that even the staunch atheist is open to hearing God's word. Wow. So here's an atheist saying, like, I want to hear about it. Right. You know, that it's important. 
So. so if you did not get the website, it's Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. On my live chat here on Facebook, people are saying, give me that website again. So there it is. Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Thank you, Gary, for tuning in. And we will be back more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. Bugs. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home, but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. So we're back with the Sue Freeze Show. And thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And the book, Learning to Breathe, is a book that I wrote when I was injured. I shattered my leg. And I had a lot of time to recoup and think and, you know, just do something with that time. And so I wrote a book about my journey with my son and his asthma, respiratory issues, and the passion that I have to help people in their environment, their living environment, to have a better uh, living environment. So mm-hmm. pest control is one of those things that, you know, you can uh, take care of the bugs one, two, three, ten different ways. But call E. Cola, call the termite lady and let us take care of it for you, okay? So Laura Wang is with me today. And Laura, your microphone is in your face for <coughs> live. So if there's any way I can, oh, no, it's not that one. It's this one. Let's move that down. Oh. There you are. Okay. Hi. Hi is that okay, Kevin, over there? <laughs> okay, so here we are. Andrew, thank you for listening. Uh, for Oh, Scott, you're listening too. I love it. Okay, so we're on the show and we're talking about everyday evangelism. If you're just tuning in now, sometimes people only get the second half of the show. That's true. You know, and, and the, in the lunch with Susie, um, where we met in person for the first time, um, people said that they actually would be in the car and they would be listening to the show and they would pull over and listen to the end of the show and they would actually not even go into church. I felt kind of bad about that. 
But I felt good about it at the same time. And I also heard, didn't you, that people pulled over because they wanted to take notes. I heard that from a couple of people. I was That was awesome. It is. So if you've not listened, listener, if you've not listened in the past, please keep listening. And if you want to listen to past podcasts, just go to SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and check it out. So and I want to mention yes. something. I read your book this weekend, Learning to Breathe. You it was that. so wonderful. But I have really? to tell you. You read the whole book? I you know what? I, know. I read all of it like word for word and wow. then looked at the scary pictures yes, of all scary of the pictures. termites and the bed bugs yeah. and what all those things look like. Uh-huh. Um, and then I kind of scanned the second half. But I have to tell you, yes. well, maybe you'll give me a discount. Oh, wait. You don't serve <laughs> San Clemente. I'm yes, in San I do. Cle- you do? Absolutely. Okay. But yes. you did inspire me yesterday. I was supposed yeah. to be doing something. But instead, I was washing pillowcases, vacuuming, and dusting <laughs> That's because of good. you, even though you kept saying, and I kept thinking, okay, Sue would be mad at me because it's not what we see, it's what we can't see. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but please, you inspired me to clean my home. My family appreciated it. Okay, and we can come and do your house in okay. San Clemente. That is our area. We go from San Diego to San Luis Obispo. Oh, so okay. So that San Clemente's in there, I think. Yeah, and we, yeah, it's see. about timing that we need to have that done, so we'll have to talk offline. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Wow, look at that. Woohoo! Benefits. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about evangelism. What are the statistics about inviting to church, and how can we as Christians improve inviting people to church? Okay, well, I want to ask the uh, listening audience right now, have you invited anyone to church in the past six months or year? Hmm. Just think about that one for a second. Well, here's the good news. The good news is that unchurched people who are sort of defined as anyone who goes to church um, at two times a year or or less – Right, Easter and Christmas. Yes. Um, seven, nine out of ten of those people will attend church if asked. Not the first time necessarily, but you know how God's always working on people's hearts. So one person might ask, another might ask, another might ask, and then they're like, wow, I should go. Everyone's been asking me to go. Here's the bad news. Christians are only asking people to, two out of ten Christians are only inviting people to church. Um, and I mean, thankfully, those two, Christ- those two out of 10 Christians are inviting people to church, but most of them are inviting other church people to church. Only two out of 100 are inviting people who are unchurched to church. So that's a big disconnect there. And it really is one of the easy ways to evangelize. Evangelize just means sharing the good news because you don't even have to share any verses or anything. Just get them in the pew and they'll hear, um, you know, they'll hear the word of God. Now, here's the deal. Uh, one thing that's really helped our family and um, is just inviting them out for a meal. And we just say, hey, why don't you come over to our house afterwards and like we'll barbecue some burgers or something. And I think what that does is that just shows them that we're not just trying to push our views on them, but we actually want to have a relationship with them. Yes, that's very good advice. I, I recommend that highly. I think that's really good. It's not just getting the word, which is wonderful, but it's also let's eat together. Yes. Yeah. That does mean something, doesn't it? It does. Breaking bread together. Yeah, breaking bread together. It yes, does. it does. Definitely. What is a testimony and why is it crucial for each Christian to have one? You uh, brought that up at my lunch with Susie a couple weeks ago, and it was very good. So why don't you share with the audience about that? Well, let me share my testimony. And okay. uh, I grew up in a Christian home, and I knew that God was the creator. I knew that I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner. But when I went away to college, I 
just really didn't want anything else to do with church. Then when I had kids, you know, we all kind of reevaluate our lives when we have children. Oh boy. I happened to go to a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to a church event and I I heard that uh it was it was actually this is a little additional detail, but the speaker was speaking about the beautiful roses in the table and I thought they were beautiful and then she said they're dead. They're cut off from their life source, just like we are. We're cut off from our life source source God because we don't have the roots, we don't have Jesus Christ bridging that gap. And then I finally got, Wow, I need Jesus because I'm not perfect to be with a perfect God and this is a gift and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Um, and so now he is the master of my life. And one thing that changed immediately was that I really used the name of the Lord uh, a lot in vain, and that just didn't feel right anymore. So that's my testimony, approximately 30 seconds. You do not know when God will put somebody in an elevator with you, and you can just share that. And um, really, the reason for a testimony is to illustrate to other people the gospel message and also that... um, that there is a point in time where you make a decision to become a Christian. You're not born a Christian because you're in America or your parents are Christians, that there really is a point in time when you make that decision. That's true, because otherwise we would just be like monkeys or robots. Uh, God wants us to make that personal decision to be in relationship with him. And so each one of us has a responsibility to get to know him better. And so being in his word, praying, you know, uh, there was a time when I didn't even understand prayer. I didn't understand, Mm-mm. like, you know, what to do with that. And so um, it's really important that we get in his word. And he talks about prayer and how important it is because it's a mindset. And uh, knowing his word helps us just get through troubled times. So I recommend that highly with everybody, um, you know, I loved how you said creating robots. Yes. And for anyone listening out there, whether you're a Christian or you're not, think about it. God is such a good God that he did not want robots. He did not want us to have to love him. If you're a parent, do you want your kids to have to love you? No, you want your kids to love you because they love you. And so he has given us that free will to make a choice. That's true. And each one of us has that responsibility to do that. And He's waiting for you. If you have not received the Lord yet, he's waiting for you. And he is a gentleman. He's not going to snatch you up. He's going to wait for you to reach up. He's going to wait for you to ask him. And once you do that, he will be there. He won't won't ignore you. He's not going to reject you. He will be there for you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, it doesn't matter to him. And people say to me sometimes when I'm talking about the Lord, they'll say, oh, I need to get my act together. I need to clean myself up. You know, I need to stop cussing. I need to stop drinking. I need to stop doing what I like to do. And I, I'm just not really ready to do that yet. Right. And what I say to those people is, no, you don't. You know, you can receive him right where you are right now because the Holy Spirit gets inside of you. He will make the changes and it won't be painful at all. It will happen because, you know, like you said, you stopped using the Lord's name in vain because it just didn't feel right anymore. Well, because I have the Holy Spirit in me. Right. Right. That's what happens. Right. Is is you don't have to fix everything first. You don't have to change. You just need to accept him as your personal savior. And then he will work with you. Yes. Yes. Which is a beautiful thing. Well, our creator can do a better job with my life than I can. Absolutely. (laughs) That's for sure. We can make a mess of it, can't we? (laughs) Yes. So your book is also being used by groups. Tell us about that. You know what? That was really exciting. It it was, uh, I actually helped lead a group with about seven couples. And what I loved is the guys really got into it. Um, 
for instance, there was one guy who actually had the book, I guess, in his in his car. He's a tech sales manager, and he would take the guys to lunch. And he said there was one guy in the front that would always kind of look at it but not say anything. And then the next day, he finally said something about, like, do you go to church? And then they had a conversation. And then there was another one, like on Where Your Witness. One of the guys in the group was a bike rider. And so he ordered a shirt that said, Jesus saves, bro, and put that on his back. And then he rides around town with that. Uh-huh. So I was, ex- but what was really nice about the study is that we didn't have homework. All we did was just read one of the sections of tips, like whether it's the super simple tips or the. Um, financial tips to the relational tips and then everybody kind of chose one tip that we're going to try to utilize that week and then we share the following week how that went so it was cool it was an application group and what was super neat about it being a teacher the first thing we did was um, put evangelism on a poster board what do you think about evangelism and most of the thoughts were bad like knocking on doors tele evangelists but at the end of the um, six-week session People were like, oh, it's it's easy. It can be fun. Here's my favorite tip. It's not what I thought. So it was very cool. Very cool. Right. We don't have to go out and knock people's, you know, knock <laughs> knock this into somebody. You right. know, it's, it's, it's simple. It's gentle. It doesn't have to be overpowering. It's just loving on people and, and realizing that you don't want anybody not to experience the love of the Lord. And the devil is there to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's up to us to be fishers of men and women and children and make sure that um, the message is clear because so many times people don't understand what it's all about. They don't understand just how simple it could be. You are listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And I am so thankful to be with you today. And whether you're listening on KPraise or KDAR or KUHL or... KKLA. Thank you so much for joining. And, you know, I have a TV show. It's Sue Freeze TV, and it's LA 36. So if you want to go there and check that out, you're welcome to. If you go to Sue Freeze, spelled like friesoneword.com, you can watch videos, um, podcasts. There's so much information there. I just can't even believe it. And I also have business opportunities there for you now. So if you need a little extra money, if you need to just, you know, um, have a little extra money, or if you want to just get involved in something, it's a great way to do that. I have some products that I've been using for a long time that I would consider, you know, I'm kind of endorsing them now because I believe in them and I'm just, I'm sharing them. It's not, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just trying to share it. And if you are interested in any of those products, just go to business opportunities on my Sufree site and you, and you know, we can talk about it. If you have any needs, if you have a prayer need, if you have Uh, If you need resources, I might not have all the answers, but I am pretty plugged in. So all you need to do is connect with me on the site. Tell me your name. Tell me your email and tell me what it is that you're needing. And then what I will do is do what I can, uh, whatever that is. I'm here to serve you. And uh, I look forward to meeting you, whether it's in person or just connecting on the website. I really am looking forward to that. So often I read from this book called Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. And I always go to the day in which I am on the radio. And so today I'm going to read this because it's so amazing. The Lord shows up so often. And if if we're not aware of it, we're not really seeing him. But if you are aware and you know he's showing up, this is just an indicator of him showing up. Are you ready? Here's what it says. Make me your focal point as you move through this day. 
just as a spinning ballerina must keep returning her eyes to a given point to maintain her balance. So you must keep returning your focus to me. Circumstances are in flux, and the world seems to be whirling around you. The only way to keep your balance is to fix your eyes on me, the one who never changes. If you gaze too long at your circumstances, you will become dizzy and confused. Look to me, refreshing yourself in my presence, and your steps will be steady and sure. I needed that. How about you? Hebrews 12.2 Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Psalm 102.27 But you remain the same, and your years will never end. Isn't that good? That is so good. So a couple things came to mind when you were talking. One is, a uh, personal story for me, is uh, this weekend I'm, I'm going to be at the Stagecoach. And the Stagecoach is a country event, which I love country. I'm, I'm you know, I like my cowboy boots and I, I just love everything to do with the country thing. Anyway, so we're going to Stagecoach and we're performing. Uh, we have a group and we are dancing at the Honky Tonk. And part of this is that we have costumes and we have to stone. It's so funny, we, we, we had a party where we stoned. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong here. We stoned, which is, you know, you put these stones on your uniform, your your costume. So, and the glue, it kind of smells kind of bad. And you have to sit there and one by one, you have to put these rhinestones or whatever stones um, on your shirt. So we have this patriotic shirt that we're going to wear. All of us are wearing this patriotic shirt. The guy has patriotic hat and patriotic handkerchief that comes out of his pocket. And we're wearing this uh, patriotic. And so everybody got to design their own whatever they were going to do with their stones. So for my shirt, I have a fish. I have a cross. And I have one other thing. Oh, a heart. And so everybody goes, oh, I love that. Because everybody else just put like a dot in the middle of the star or lined the, mm. the lines. But, uh, you know, my, my dance partner and I, my good friend Steve, who was on the show last week, um, he helped me design. In fact, he did all the really magical creative work. He put the heart and the cross and the fish on there. But it's so neat. And there was a couple people on my, in my group that said, I did not know. I did not know that you were. And I'm like... How did you not know that? You know, ooh, you know, I'm like, oh. But, you know, it's okay. Um, I'm always thought of as a person that's optimistic, and I'm kind of like the mother of the group. So that's okay. I'm okay with that. But it's kind of fun because I am wearing it. I'm wearing my testimony on my shirt. Sounds like you're wearing your witness. I'm wearing my witness. (laughs) And that's what I read. I'm like, wearing my witness. I'm wearing my witness. And I'm I'm excited about that. So I just wanted to share that with you. That's really cool. That that's happening this weekend. And it's fun. And just reading that, you know, we're dancing. We're performing at the Honky Tonk and we're dancing. And hopefully we're going to, you know, share our dance with a lot of people that might not know about couples dancing and how fun that is. And it's really a wonderful thing for anybody that's out there that is looking for something to do it's a wonderful way to get uh, uh, exercise it's been uh, it's known to help with any type of aging with your brain because it keeps your brain alive and well Uh, and it's social you know it's physical touch in a in a proper way uh, dancing you know hand holding and and you know moving on the dance floor so it's it's all those things combined so it's really wonderful and just keeping you alert and aware uh, and it's something you can do for a long, long, long time. So I highly recommend dancing as a form of exercise and social uh, gathering. 
And yeah, and I heard that you won a car on American Bandstand, and my girlfriend was laughing because yes. I'm like, I never saw American Bandstand. You didn't? She, are you too old? Are you too young? No, I'm it? not too young. I'm 51. Okay, no, you're not but too I, young. I'd heard of it. But yes, I never you never watched, watched it? it. Can you believe what a loser I am? Where? No, you're not a loser. Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Northern California. Oh, you did? So yeah. you're a California native. Yeah. So am I. Okay. Yeah, I'm Orange County. That's right. Oh, yeah. where did you grow up in Orange County? Westminster. Westminster. Okay, yeah. and I live in San Clemente, so we're... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went to Westminster High. Yeah. Yeah, I was a gymnastics. I was in gymnastics. I loved it. Okay. Very physical. And then you had a horse growing up as well, didn't you? No, I always wanted a horse when I was okay. growing up. I didn't get my horse until I got married and had okay. children. Okay. But I had no time for that horse because I was so busy, <laughs> you know, taking care of the kids. I, and the I, horse is like more of a kid than a kid. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of work. A lot of work to, to take care of horses. But now, you know, my kids are grown. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'd really like to get more involved in that whole horse ranch thing and all that. You know, right. the God dream thing. Right. Yeah. So... Excited about that. So we have a little bit of time left. So I'm going to let you uh, have a few minutes to just, you know, let's say there's a thousand people listening, 10,000 people listening. If you could say anything to these people listening right now, what would that message be for you? Well, my message is really that you can, to be intentional as you walk out your door and even in your own house, just watch who God is putting in your path and be open. I mean, even if, you know, a Jehovah's Witness comes to the door, they're not your enemy. It's a, they're a soul that needs to be saved. You can take five minutes out of your schedule and talk to them and just ask questions. Oh, how did you become a Jehovah's Witness? They might ask you a question. So these little things that you can do are huge. You may or may not see the fruit at that time, but when you go to heaven, you sure will. And you will feel so joy-filled when you put others before yourself. Remember, compassion is is just is not only just feeling sorry for someone, but it's taking action to do something. So that's taking action to do something. That is something that I say repeatedly is it, it, even in my prayer, it's like, you know, I want people to hear the message. But I want it to change something. I want there to be a change because whatever we've been doing to this point, if we are not where we think we should be and not where God wants us to be, then we have a responsibility to make a change, to listen to more, to to do something different, to make something different happen. So, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying about inviting people to church. I'm not as good at that as I should be. And I think having the meal afterwards is so wonderful. I always like to eat. Uh, You know, that's a good thing. Um, I like to eat healthy, but I like to eat. And so, you know, going to church and then having food is really a good idea. And so, you know, listener, are you up for the challenge? Uh, You know, either go to church or ask somebody to church. One of the two. Um, Not all churches are equal. I I will say, you you know, sometimes you have to go to different churches to have a comfort level that is going to be appropriate for you because we all have different personalities. God created us different. Or ask them to a Bible study that you know that's held in someone's home or ask them to like a Bible study fellowship or something. It doesn't necessarily have to be just church, but someplace where they'll hear the word of God. Very good. And um, it's like you say, I I love the way, like, are you up for the challenge? You say you're not good at inviting people to church. Well, you probably, that hasn't been your major focus. And maybe that is not your focus. Maybe some of the other tips in the book would be more your focus. But but step outside your comfort zone and, and you can do it. And 
what is it, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that verse. That's a grand – I lean on that one quite a bit. Me too. Yes, yes. And uh, the scriptures that really stand out, um, you know, we all should know some scriptures. You know, um, I'm every year I'm, I belong to this group, and they ask us to put our goals down of what we want to accomplish, you know, in the six months or a year because goal-oriented people, you know, you, you try to focus on – what you're trying to accomplish and you know the lord said be fishers of men and and you know go out and and you know bring people to me so if we're going to do that how do we do that and there's different ways to do that you know i want my my life i want my life to be an example um on how i handle situations you know whether at workplace you know i want to be the same i don't want to be a sunday church person and then be different monday through saturday i want i want my life to reveal christ and his love all the time. Do I fall short? Absolutely. I do. Um, but the difference is, you know, when you are a believer and you understand that God is a God of grace, um, he gives his grace is sufficient. So when we fall short, we don't have to beat ourselves up. We get enough of that already. But what we do need to do is understand that, you know, if we if we move the other direction and realize that we've made a mistake, obviously, if we've offended somebody, go to that person, say you're sorry, and mean it. And, you know, and then move on, but don't beat yourself up. I, there was a time in my life, maybe in yours too, um, you became a Christian later in life, which which is interesting because there's people that grow up as a Christian all their lives. And, and something you said, and I'm going to just say that again, is that if you were, if you grow up in a Christian home, it doesn't mean that you're a Christian. It just means that you've had the the blessing of hopefully being in a good, godly Christian home. Because sometimes people say they're Christians, but they're not living that Christian life. And they might have their own issues, you know, whether it's anger or uh, bitterness from unforgiveness or whatever that is. Because, you know, face it, you know, families can be dysfunctional. And sometimes we just have to crash and burn, you know, and go down until we can look up. And I'm very thankful to have strong Christian parents. And at least I knew that I knew the truth. Imagine if I hadn't grown up in church and I crashed, I wouldn't necessarily have known to look up, you know? Yes. But you still needed to make that personal decision, even though you grew up in a strong Christian home. That is correct. You realized at 30 that you needed to say, God... I want what you have, and, and I want to live with you, and I want to understand who you are better. And it's a process, and it's a journey, and it doesn't happen overnight. It's continual until we meet him in heaven. Be a blessing to someone each and every day, and until next week, I just love you. God bless you. And Laura, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Well, and thanks for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, 
termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.